So we're gonna go down that fucking road, whether you like it or not. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Oh yeah, I can't drive 55. Sammy. And he was just 75 years old a few days ago. Is that right? Happy birthday, Sammy. So it's appropriate. Yeah, I've noticed all of the uh, rock and rollers that i listened to growing up now it's all of a sudden like wow you guys are old how did that happen how'd that happen you know, how'd that happen i haven't yeah. gotten a day older than 18 i'm telling you but these guys i know they good. must eat wrong or maybe it's the drugs <laughs> some of them do <laughs> then there's uncle ted who is still there because uh clean living that's it at least that's the story he's going with no drugs or maybe that that cat scratch fever was the fountain of youth maybe but, uh, yeah, I remember when um, Meatloaf lost his voice while on tour, and his doctor prescribed him daily injections of cat piss. Well, what now? Yes, that's what it was. Where, where, and like directly into the vocal cords? What was going I don't know on where. Here? I don't know whether he got it in the ass or the throat. I, I, I didn't look that deeply, but uh, yeah, I don't want to. It's a pretty weird story. Yeah, Meatloaf and cat piss injections. Good for the. Good for the courts <laughs> yeah to be honest i don't want any more details i don't think than that no why would you no i think that kind of in fact I, I was uh, you know i was i thought to myself do they still have midnight showings of rocky horror show they used to up until covid i don't know if any have come back yeah. beyond that so I mean, covid that, killed that too god which was one of the only reasons and i never did but it's one of the only reasons i can see why people would want to go out to the movies is to have an interactive experience because I don't know any other reason why you would do it because wait, wait a minute. You never went to a midnight showing of Rocky horror. No. Oh, you missed out. Should I, you should did. I go? Yeah. Should I make it happen? If you can go really, I'm serious. It was totally trippy. I mean, everybody half the more than half the audience is in costume as whoever they like. And they bring squirt guns and bags of rice and they scream at the screen <laughs> and they shout and fuck you. And you got no fucking neck. And it's it's an absolute circus. It's a lot of fun, which yeah. is which makes sense. Yeah, because that's when you actually want people to be noisy and disruptive yeah. during the movie. Unlike every other movie you go to where people are still disruptive and noisy. Right. Exactly. Yes. So at so. least that would make sense. It's been a long time, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. The last time the wife and I went to the theater was to see the uh, Harley Quinn. What was the what's the name of that? Oh, um, yeah. What was that called? I don't know. I didn't see that, but she oh, looked I, awful pointy. And I'll say that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Margot Robbie. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, or Margot Robbie. However you want to say it. I. I Rubby, would not Rubby, Rubbin Marco. Yeah, I would Margo. not turn her down. 
And that was the reason to go to or the Suicide Squad movie. And it was the first one or the I think it was the first one. And we went in and I'm somebody who has really good hearing. So even which is odd because I've been to enough loud rock shows, hmm. including Uncle Ted at the House of Blues in Chicago here once where I swear my hearing didn't come back for over a week. It was just uh-huh. it was just harrowing the amount of wattage that was being pumped out of those speakers. But the sound system at the theater was so loud that even I couldn't handle it. And I was just like, it got to go. Can't. I felt like the old guy there. Definitely like, ah, it's too loud. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I want to be able to feel the sound effects and all of that. I understand, but it was way too loud to the point to where for me, it was distorting and that's no fun. It's just like rock music. You, there's a certain point to where it starts distorting and it becomes a lot less fun listening to it. Oh yeah. Loud is good. Distorted, not good. So it's been a few years on that. And I've had a big screen TV at home now. Well, my parents had one before I got married, but immediately after getting married, you know, it was a 60 inch rear projection set, which is still what we have today. Another one. And for me, there is nothing worth going to a normal movie that isn't better just watching it at home. The technology is there now. Sure. Where you don't need to go to get the big sound. You don't need to go for the big picture. I mean, I could go larger if I really wanted to, but I you know, don't really see the point. I mean, really, I don't see that well either. So I don't see the point in, uh, you know, it's larger and larger and larger, but People are just dicks, which is also the reason why I've gone to so few concerts over the last few years. Well, I wouldn't want to sit behind you in a movie theater. I wouldn't see shit. <laughs> right. We're at a concert. You don't want to be yeah. the one standing behind. No. And nobody really thinks it's like, I don't have an option here. You know, if you're yeah. standing at a concert where everybody's standing up, I oh, feel I bad for the person standing behind me. Yeah. But then if I sit down, I don't see. And there's really no way to do halfway. I hate that shit. So many times I've been at concerts and it's always chicks right in front. They decide I'm going to stand up now and dance. Right. But wait, and let's understand dancing poorly. 99% of the time. Oh, hundred percent. I've never, if, never. if they dance well, I wouldn't mind. Right. You're like, but they, they, they never should. They should just remain seated. So I'm going to stand up and dance and clap my hands and act like I'm fucking 14. And you, if you want to see the show, you're going to have to go somewhere else. That bugs me. Right. Or you have to stand up and then you stand up and the people behind you right. are yelling at you. I hate and that shit. Sit the fuck down. Sit down. That's why the only way to go is then to go to a concert where you're on the floor and there are no seats and then everybody can fend for themselves. I guess. And I was at another time, this chick I, I had met and she, she's pretty hot looking. And she said, you know, I, I, I front a band and we're playing tonight somewhere. I don't really, she didn't want to come. Here's a comp ticket. Okay. So I went to see her and it was like, it was a small venue. I don't know what the hell it was like a church basement or maybe held a couple hundred people, not big. <laughs> and fucking the back wall was lined with Marshall stacks. It was insane. I mean, they had, they had sound for Wembley stadium. <laughs> well there you really? go yeah and i sat there and i thought after one song i thought if i don't leave here i'm gonna be deaf the rest of my life 
Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to lose my hearing. So I had, actually, I almost never chewed gum, but I fucking had gum for some reason. And I chewed up a wad and busted it in half and stuffed it in my ears. That works. Any pinch? It did, but let me tell you, getting it out? Well, <laughs> well yeah. That was not easy. That's why the, <laughs> It's not like Play-Doh. <laughs> no, which is why the 50-cent ear-protecting uh, foam things are well worth Oh yeah, keeping around if you need them. And they have, I mean, I've never owned a pair, but they have ones that will keep the frequency response more accurate, meaning it's not just blocking out sound so you sound like you're underwater. They actually try to let it through some of the high frequencies so you yeah. can kind of enjoy a concert without the volume. But yeah. we should have, I mean, the technology is there now to where you don't need the super amount of volume when it yeah. comes to the concerts. Now it's harder if you're in an outdoor arena and you're really expecting the sound to travel, but uh, a church basement. No, you don't want, don't want yeah. that kind of, uh, yeah. you don't want that wattage in your cottage. No, it's insane. But uh, Chicago this weekend, 31 shot, eight killed. So back up, back up. The and weather's the uh, basket. Robbins magic number. Huh? <laughs> I don't know if they want to use that for their uh, advertising, (laughs) but I mean, it was a nice, cool weekend in Chicago. It's only going to get colder now. How cool was it? It was down. I feel like Ed McMahon with Johnny Carson. How cool? How cold was it, Johnny? Well, right now, I think it's still in the 40s, so it's uh, cold. Shit. Wow. Yeah. A little uh, cooler than it is out in uh, California, I'm sure. Yes. It'll get back to 70 at the end of the week again, but I kind of enjoy the nice, cool weather. Yeah, well, you're you're part Inuit, I guess, along with the Polish and Irish. You like that, right? Chilly I, stuff. It makes I sense. I didn't say Eskimo. No, well, that would be that would be cultural <laughs> be appropriation. Why is that bad? When did Eskimo become a bad word? I don't I don't understand that. I, I don't know. Well, as you pointed out, the Cleveland Indians had to change their name, and I watched a few innings of baseball. Something I have not done for this whole season. But as much as I hate Major League Baseball at this point, and I still do. I hate the Yankees more. So it was kind of interesting to see the Indians uh, two nights ago beat them and go up two to one on the five game series. The Yankees, of course, tied it up yesterday. But we're talking a Cleveland team with a salary of something in the sixty five million dollar range and the Yankees, a team with a salary in like two hundred and twenty five million dollar range. Wow. So it's really entertaining to see. A bunch of no names. There's a bunch of the guys on the Indians, and I call them the Indians, not the Guardians. Good for you. That will still be rookies next year. That's how little time they had in in the majors this year. And they're. Wait a minute. Stop. Stop. Because I'm a baseball know nothing. How can you be a rookie and and be playing pro ball? (laughs) Well, your rookie season in pro ball gets. uh, You have to have a certain amount of at bats. So if you come up at the end of one year. And just playing a few games, your rookie status is still okay for the next year. But then it really only comes down to if you're going for rookie of the year, that kind of a thing. Okay. All right. Thank but you. these guys played in so few games, and now they're just being thrown out there in the postseason and they're producing and they're nobody, and they kicked the shit out of the Yankees. It, so far it's a two and two it's two games to two games in a five game series. So okay. they're they're taking them further than anybody thought they would. Yeah. And I like Terry Francona, the manager for the Indians. And the White Sox should have hired him because he started his career 
managing in the White Sox minor leagues. And then he went and won a championship in Boston before they parted ways. Mm. When Boston broke up their dream team, that was when uh, the general manager went to the Cubs, Theo Epstein, and uh, Terry Francona was in need of a job. That that was the year that the White Sox ended up hiring Robin Ventura, probably their worst managerial hire of my lifetime. Love the guy as a player, not a good manager. Mm. And passed on Tito, who is doing some amazing things with this uh, Cleveland team right now and always does. He's a he's a quality guy who's hard nosed. He is not into all of the new analytics stuff, but he knows enough to use it where he can. So it'll be interesting Hmm. to see. I just wanted to see the Yankees lose. That would have been uh, that would have been fun. While already half of the Major League Baseball wet dream is over because everybody in Major League Baseball, I'm sure, wanted the Los Angeles Dodgers who have just folded and lost in the in the postseason. They won more games than anybody in the regular season and then lost in the five game set. So you never know what's going to happen. So who's going to be in the World Series? Well, probably the Houston Astros and uh, um, whoever's still left in the National League. I haven't even been following enough to know uh, mm. who is left. Mm. I just want the Indians to beat the uh, Yankees, and that would be good. Okay. All right. I've just been following the the NASCAR stuff where there was a fight this weekend. Oh, yeah. There was there Our was some rage. Yes. And this Bubba. is good. This one is going to be really interesting to see how it plays out with any kind of penalties because, I mean, one, wrecking somebody at like 190 miles an hour frowned upon for various reasons like, you know, dying. But that was Bubba. He got a little upset Mm -hmm. and he's had a rough year. I'll give him that. And he has been doing better towards the latter part, even though he's not in the championship hunt. He's been doing better. But this was also a case after wrecking the guy that he got out of his car. And it wasn't like they the two cars wrecked and came together and they were only a few steps apart. So you didn't have to really go out of your way. He walked like 60, 90 seconds to get over to the other driver in order to try to start a kerfuffle. And this is also kind of frowned upon because he started with the pushing and the other driver's just putting his arms up. Like I'm having none of this. Yeah. And the guy that he was pushing was last year's champion. So the guy has a little bit of status. He's not normally a, a guy that goes out and wrecks people. But the thing I thought was the most interesting, I don't know if, You've seen the video or anybody listening along has seen the video of the skirmish afterwards. But Bubba has got like three to five inches on the other driver, it appears. Mm -hmm. So I went to do my research for this show. I hate doing research. I do, too. And I looked up their heights. They're both listed as five foot six. And if you look at the video, there's no way they're both five foot six. Wow, they're tiny tots. Uh-huh. There's no way. Then I looked up the 21, 21-year-old uh, female that's been racing in the truck series and raced in the uh, the B series, the, uh, the uh, Xfinity series. That's the one step yeah. down from the main. And she was also listed as five foot six. So 
<laughs> so Bubba's got the guy does seem to have some issues, doesn't he? So he's got the he's got the what do they call it the the big chip on his shoulder complex or short short man <laughs> complex, whatever the fuck that is. So that's yeah. But I'm telling you, if Kyle Larson, if the guy he yeah. pushed was five foot six, then Bubba's gotta be. He's got to be five foot ten. Maybe Kyle Larson's really like five foot one, and the five foot six is the rounding up, being very generous. Oh, which okay. is possible. But I can. T- right. I mean, just looking at the video, it's like there's no way they're anywhere the near the same height. Now, that's so. Now I can understand that in boxing, where it really matters, people lie about their stats all the time. Um. But who the fuck cares how tall a race car driver is? Nobody really, except unless you're fitting them for the car. Yeah. And I think it's all equalized anyway. I don't really believe that being big or small is a benefit because I think that there's extra weight then put into the car to make all of the cars equal weight with the driver inside at the beginning of the race. Because that. Would make sense. I mean, otherwise, sure. That was, I'd always suck being me going to the go kart track once I was six <laughs> foot five. Because, Wait, how the fuck are you even fit in a go kart? Man, you can on. make, you can, you can make it happen to fit, yeah. but you got about 50 pounds on everybody else and then you're a little bit sure. slower. Now, you're also yeah. way harder to stop. So there's, right. <laughs> there's that as well. But I thought that was just really interesting that, uh, they list them at the same height where mm. Bubba's going to have a real problem because drivers fight with each other all the time. And sometimes the other guy doesn't fight back and the penalties are usually not all that severe. But after Bubba didn't get a fight from the other driver, Kyle Larson, he start walking away. And this is where the NASCAR official wants to get him to the infield care center because that is one of the rules of nascar is that if you wreck your car to where you have to exit your vehicle outside of your pit then you have to go get checked out by the medical team Hmm. everybody's got to do it not everybody always likes it especially once you've been wrecked and you're pissed but as the official was trying to corral him he laid his hands and kind of pushed the official which that could get him booted for a nice length of time. Mm. And then the only question will become, Oh no, but he's the only black driver in the sport. So it'll be interesting to see how, uh, and otherwise, you know, NASCAR is known as kind of being a bit of a redneck sport. Sure. And rightfully so for a lot of years, although again, the argument can be made on so many different levels of what the Confederate flag means to somebody. It's like, I don't know. I saw it growing up watching the Dukes of Hazard, sure. I, I never put that together with you're a racist because you like that flag. No. So everybody wants to see things through a certain lens. It'll be interesting to see how uh, that all shakes out because I said to my wife, you know, one Bubba having like five inches on the guy, it appears. Would he be that brazen? Would you have the same reaction? This is always the question, I suppose, though. Would you have the same reaction? If the other driver had five inches on you, are you going to go up and take a swing at them and act tough? Or is that when you're going gonna... to absolutely not? <laughs> I would, I would bet everything I got that he wouldn't. It was like, we were looking through ticket stubs the other night. My wife's like, Oh, here's that Bodine's concert. You got into a fight at. And I'm like, well, I really didn't. I keep looking for the bootleg from this particular show because it was a small enough arena. 
Where you may be on video fighting some guy? Well, no, not on video, but I was in the last row and there is the last row at this venue was the back of the main aisle, if that makes sense. So there's a bunch of rooms so people can walk and then it has the seating going down. And while it wouldn't be an indoor venue. Yes. Inside. Yes. It was the Bodines. Great band from Waukesha until they broke up. And it was an acoustic concert. So I believe at that point there was only the two guys with their acoustic guitars sitting on stage. And this made enough of a uh, kerfuffle. I'll use that word again, that they made mention of the, it looks like there's a fight going on back there. No shit. So I, <laughs> I want to hear now what, how did this happen? This is a great story. Well, Bill, baby, come on. Of course it was a poor drunken guy who was with his poor drunken wife who kept holding up her cell phone. Hmm. And I just pointed out verbally because I thought to myself, that's really fucking annoying. So I verbalized sure it, it and said, that's fucking annoying. Yeah. And he didn't like that. So he decided mm-hmm. that I was talking to his wife saying, you know, that's really fucking annoying. So he comes over the back of his chairs and I'm just like, you don't want to do that. And he got like in my face and he put his hands on me and he's like yelling. I'm like, you don't want to do that. And he did. He wanted to do that. And right. so I stood up. I, well, I grabbed him as I stood up and just thrust him away from me. And this was where he realized he was about five foot seven and I was six foot five. <laughs> and this is where it didn't go well for him. No. And luckily, I, you know, first I thought I was in a little bit of trouble here as the uh, local police come up who know the guy. But oh. luckily, the cop was like, uh, I saw the whole thing. So you may just want to shut up and sit down to his buddy. Yeah. And that was that. That was the that was the big fight. There were no punches or anything thrown. But this, again, kind of like, uh, Bubba. you know, this so was sounds a, like that video of uh, the Pfizer meeting with the big guy with the shaved head. Did you see that one? No. Oh, shit, man. It's it's a classic. It was a it was some kind of a. A, a Pfizer, I don't know what the fuck, a presentation or whatever. And this dude, you know, he looked like he was your size or more. I mean, I, I would say this guy, I mean, what, what do you know from video? Like you said, Bubba, is he 5'5"? Five, five? Is he six feet? Who the fuck knows? But <laughs> he looked pretty fucking big. I, you know, just hip shot, I'd say 6'6", six, six, close to 300, you know. Um, and he started, you know, mouthing off about Pfizer bullshit and some fucking idiot gets up and he's like half his size and runs up to this dude and tries to takes his hand up like he thinks he's Darth Vader like he's going <laughs> to choke him out with one hand right and this fucking guy the, the big guy just laughs he goes <laughs> like that and shoves him like a fucking plush toy right I mean he threw this guy seven eight feet easily and the, the really funny part was when the little jerk off attacks him Nobody says anything because they're all on his side. Right. But the moment he fucking threw this guy, then you're, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Suddenly, suddenly now it's violent. I mean, it's so typical of the mindset of these fucking people. It is a great clip. I would I would have clipped it, but there's really no it's all video. There's really no audio other than him laughing. It is insanity. And uh, DigiGuru in the troll room is asking, where was the event? And yeah, it was up in, uh, I think, around your neck of the woods. It was Arlington Heights. At the Arlington Performing Arts Center or something, if I remember correctly. Were you there? 
Were you were you that guy, Digi? Because that would be great. <laughs> if you were if you were the guy with the wife with the cell phone, <laughs> that would be great. That would be like, oh yeah, yeah see, weird world we live in. No de- no question about it. It's even worse when you see these assholes holding their tablets up. Let's really block some view. Well, well so yeah, some of the phones are big enough already. Yeah. Right. But it's like enjoy the concert, be there. Yeah. I don't right. understand. I will never understand why somebody wants. I mean, I understand why you might want to take a picture or two with your friends at the concert sure. that I get. Of course, that you get. Right. Why you want to video or take photos the whole concert. It doesn't no. make sense because the technology is there in a lot of these bands, which I appreciate, will uh, do this on their own and then offer it. So you, what do you need to go what do you need? get a video for? Right. Digi said he goes there all the time, but he wasn't at that show. See, you can ask people. There's probably legends about that uh, mm. that particular show. Now, this Bodine band, did they name themselves after the uh, the Beverly Hillbillies character? Oh, yeah. yeah. Jethro. Jethro Bodine. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, good. it's good. I like that. Yeah, they're from Waukesha. <laughs> they were great because they had two guys. The one lead singer had a very mellow voice, and the other lead singer who is, I believe, uh, Hispanic, yeah, Sammy Lana. So I'm, I'm guessing maybe I don't know. Maybe he's another uh, you know, South American or whatever of heritage. But yeah. he had a very gravelly voice. So the two together really worked. But then they split after like decades. They split, and the one guy with the smooth voice is still out touring as the Bodines. And I'm just like, fuck that, dude. It's not the same band at all without the other guy. Just use your, you know, come up with a different name. Go solo because yeah. it's not the same. Well, if you had a sense of humor, you just name the rename the band the Bodine singular. Right. 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 Yes. That'd be cool. Yeah, that was the joke from uh, that show we talked about last week, I believe. Dairy Girls. By the way. Okay, see so you, know, you you had somebody watch this now? No, what happened was um I got uh some, somebody sent me a message on uh, Twitter about that. They, they listened to the show and, and, and he said, uh, he, I didn't realize when you sp- said that, you said dairy girls. And I thought, I remember I said to you, well, it sounds like porn to me because the way you pronounce it your Chicago accent is D-A-R-Y, D-A-I-R-Y. Right. right. But then I, this guy typed, I said, oh, it's Dairy Girls, D-E-R-Y. Yes, Dairy. <laughs> now I get it. There's nothing porn about that. Yes. Okay. Now, if, so. now, if you're if you're Irish, it's a dairy. If you're British, then it's London Dairy. And that's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. True. And that's how it all goes. And that was where the uh, during the troubles, if you've heard the U2 song, uh, Sunday, Bloody Sunday, based yeah. on the events of Dairy when the British army opened fire on a bunch of unarmed protesters. And it took until five or six years ago for the British government to even admit that it happened. Sure. They're not big on that. No, no, no. It's uh, again, it's it's an interesting world because now you have all the video and the audio and even stuff that was captured years and years ago is able to be passed around through the world and maybe it becomes harder to deny things but of course it becomes easier to fake things mm. so i don't know which way is uh, is better or not but that was the joke in the movie was that somebody was having a party that was having one of the people from the commitments which was a big you know irish band sure. well the movie came out back in like 88 
Yeah. And they had a commitment. So that was the whole big thing was just, you know, instead of the commitments, it was like, you know, the S scratched off and it's a right. commitment. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, takes. by the way, you know, when you're uh, doing your DJing there for the live stream, you probably know about this because you know everything. But I tripped over a song from a band called Cake. Yeah. Familiar with Cake. Guys? Yeah. Yeah. And they have a, a kind of a semi hit called uh, Short Skirt, Long Jacket. Right. It's kind of a pointy chick anthem, really. Other than them saying she changed her name from Kitty to Karen, if they just switch that line, um, it's a it's a pretty good description of, you know, sort of pointy chicks. I thought I just apropos of nothing. I thought I'd throw that in there. But are pointy chicks more prevalent now or less because of the L- woke world? Less prevalent, but far way less prevalent now. Looked way down less. upon. Yeah. They're, they have like 4,000 other genders they can choose from. True. I don't know why. We should make that an official gender. The pointy, the, the PC, pointy, the chick. pointy chick. <laughs> One of the 78 or however many. It, right. Are. Well, it's definitely <laughs> separate from other just women. Yes. We may get hate mail for that, but I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care at all. I don't care. No. Now, speaking of. We believe in names will never hurt us and sticks and stones and all that shit. Except for Alex Jones. Now, they, they changed that sort of, uh, that corollary is really dead now. Thanks to that shit show. So. Well, this is the insanity of everything because people are afraid to say just about anything. I think it was after our last show that Tom Brady made the comment that it's, ah, it's time to, you know, take the dresses off and, you know, get tough or whatever the comment was about. And they tried to cancel him. People got all upset about that. It, it's making any kind of comment that has to do with, you know, toxic masculinity whatever the Mm. fuck that means yes that it just people are afraid to say anything well if you have a normal job you can certainly get fired for it if you're in the media your guys are getting fired left and right mainly white guys it's really coincidental that's true that they end up saying the the bad things but nobody else does because it's okay for anybody else to say whatever they want. But speaking of pointy chicks, we have clips from both Tulsi Gabbard and AOC. I mean, which, which do you even start with? Yippee. Let's go with, uh, (laughs) I don't know your choice, Darren, you know what they're, you know, I'm in the surprise zone. So yeah, this is Tulsi then on, because she's definitely, I think pointier than AOC. Yes. On with Joe Rogan discussing what's going on with the democratic party that's that's the danger of it is the people in charge of the democratic party whether they actually hold positions or they just are influential in the democratic party uh, have created this cult-like atmosphere and fomented this fear so much so that people who are really in a position to impact this to stand up against and say hold on guys this is literally insane and needs to needs to stop they're too afraid to do so because of what the ramifications will be. Democratic. Yeah, I think absolutely right there mm-hmm. that this is yeah. a cult now. Oh, yeah. Because instead of you can have a differing of a of an opinion. Mm-hmm. And that maybe is on both sides at this point. I don't know if I can just point to the Democratic Party. I don't know if the Republican side has a wide berth for allowing 
variance in thought on things like climate change and all that. Yeah. But I think she's absolutely right that it has gotten to the point of a cult where if you have any difference of opinion on things, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get pushed out. Sure. And that cult, I don't know why she doesn't name it, but that cult is called Marxism. Yes, it is. Will be. Democratic Party that I joined doesn't exist anymore. The party that was, um, you know, the party of JFK, of Dr. Martin Luther King, the party of inclusivity, the big tent party that welcomed and encouraged this marketplace of ideas and conversations and people who held different views, the party of, uh, you know, that championed women and equality and the rights of people in our society. That party just, it doesn't exist anymore. And instead, we have a party that's being led by by people who have gone insane with this ideological uh, fanaticism. And there are a lot of different issues, a lot of different examples. You know, the whole issue of, of uh, biology and uh, the trans issue is just one of them. There are so many different others. You know, parents don't have a, you don't have a right to raise your kids now. You don't have a right to say what they're being taught in schools now. The state, the government, the, the, the teachers unions, only they have that right and responsibility. They're undermining families. Uh, they don't believe in the rule of law. Yeah, defund the police, the Supreme Court. We don't agree with them. So they're illegitimate. They don't believe in freedom of speech. They don't believe in freedom of thought. They don't believe in freedom of religion. All they believe in is you've got to buy into whatever they're selling at any given day. And and like I said, not only it's not enough to agree. You've got to go out there. You've got to march in the parade. You've got to carry the sign. You've got to scream and yell. And don't you dare even think about talking to Republicans. Don't don't even think about working with Republicans because that that directly undermines their authority. And I think she makes a really good point which crystallizes the difference between politics when you and I were growing up and now. Sure. Now this is on the Rogan show? Yes. Joe was remarkably silent. Um, was he touching himself as he delivered this? Uh... <laughs> I think this was like, this may have been like two or three clips that were strung together. Oh, okay. All right. But <laughs> Joe is a very good listener. And we, I think we've talked about that. He is a that. good listener. He's, he's very good at what he does. There's no, no question. Yeah. And if you've got somebody saying things that you agree with, and there was nothing in her little diatribe or rant there that you can go, wait, wait, that's not really true if anything you're hitting you know hitting exactly on the reality of it but the point that she made that said you know it's not enough just to hold a point of view now the way the left sees this you can't just sit there if asked if somebody says hey larry what do you think about this trans stuff you can't just say oh yeah i agree with you if you're not out there berating other people who don't agree with them then you're their enemy too sure which is classic marxist playbook too so that's how you get people to do things that they don't want to do for fear that there are going to be repercussions for them and i think that's exactly what we're seeing and somebody else i think it was candace owens pointed out that this is why being a straight white guy at this point is a very bad thing because that's the enemy. That's why you're seeing so many straight white guys that all of a sudden 
are, oh, maybe I, maybe I'm trans or maybe I'm gay or maybe I'm this, or, you know, it's, it really is to try to fit in without being on, you know, in that team that they've demonized. Listen, I, every day I wake up, I thank God my kids are female. If I had a son, man, I would be, that'd be bad. Yeah. It's, it's a bad time. Female. Bad time for men. Of any, of any race, all men. Which is also the irony of that. Yeah. And that was one of the things that was pointed out on Mo Facts, the show yeah. that uh, Adam Curry does with, well, Mo Facts. If that is his real name, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Adam Curry's his real name. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> that uh, Mo was talking about, you know, what people don't understand. It, it all comes down to perspective. And he's like, well, if I had to consider myself first, am I black first or am I a man first? He's like, it's, it's a man first. That's the first main thing. And that makes sense. That seems logical to me, but that explains also then why, as you said, men, uh, it doesn't matter what your religion or skin color or tone is. Men are bad because they are allegedly the ones that are perpetrating all of the bad in the world. The patriarchy. Uh huh. Because women are perfect. Do you not know? Absolutely. <laughs> women are never at fault for anything. Anything ever. Well, I mean, we're both married, so we understand that there's a certain amount of just, nope, my <laughs> problem. Nope, honey, it was all me. Sorry. We just want the argument to go away. <laughs> and you end up doing that. But when it comes to things that are making major decisions, and you're seeing that now with the kind of stuff that is being taught in the schools that when we were growing up, there was no way in hell that stuff would be taught in schools where, Oh, please. No, no. It's a different world. Yeah. Entirely. And, uh, there was a article on, uh, just the news, which I thought was an interesting stat. Let me see if I still had that open here was just reading that before the show but there was the amount of arrests and they were averaging like one a day here in the united states arrests of teachers you know or people that work in schools mm-hmm. for sexually abusing or whatever uh you know whatever other terms you may be using of children again like one arrest a day which like i don't know that seems like maybe we should be looking at teachers too then maybe. for you know, we want to look at the old white guy. I mean, yeah, sure. Joe Biden's creepy when he uh, sniffs a girl's hair, but oh, he is more than sniff. <laughs> he, got, uh, he gets pretty handsy. If you look at that video. No, I mean, there was a thing in, in Los Angeles. I mean, Los Angeles, I'm pretty sure has the largest school district in the country. I'm pretty sure LAUSD is the biggest by, by uh, number. And some years ago, I think they, they might have deep sixed it, but they, they had a thing called I can't remember their clinical term for it, but it was something, there was a nickname for it, like the Pervo Motel or whatever. And they actually either leased or bought a building downtown LA and outfitted very nicely with, you know, a restaurant and and a gymnasium, I think, and, you know, all kinds of internet, whatever you want. It was, you know, and, and basically all these, so many teachers were accused of or impending uh, of child molestation that this is where they stuck them 
until their cases were adjudicated in this kind of a resort. Oh, right. And, I remember. And it, and, it, and it had dozens, if not hundreds, of L.A. union teachers in there just marking time because, you know, because. Yeah, I thought there was something similar in, in New York as well, where as long as they show up, they keep getting paid because of the union yeah. or oh, something. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they all got paid. Oh, they, yeah, they were in full salary the whole time, just twiddling their thumbs and playing video games at this place in L.A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The money keeps flowing. The article on Just the News says, with nearly 270 public educators arrested on child sex-related crimes in the first nine months of 2022, this is a largely hidden and widespread epidemic that is receiving far too little attention. The crimes ranging from grooming to raping underage students. According to Fox News Digital, this epidemic averaging approximately one arrest per day includes four principals two assistant principals 226 teachers 20 teachers aides 17 substitute teachers and uh, men make up 80 percent of the arrest probably not a surprise but the 20 percent of the female is more than i would have probably guessed yeah i wouldn't have thought it was that high so there and this is stuff again we're more worried about the insanity of critical race theory we want to teach about lgbtq well this is why because these are the people that are in charge of course yeah i mean i have no problem doing uh, extensive background checks before you let your kids go into a classroom with somebody i mean for everything they do when you want to buy a gun that should be like multiplied by a thousand for a teacher absolutely yes but it's not no it is not and Parents, how dare you want to know what is being taught to your kids? Yeah. Oh, it's insane. When my kids, both my kids went to uh, Catholic grammar school, right? Because the, you know, the, the public schools are just for absolute shit. And it was really funny. They, I had to, if you wanted to, they, they, they created a bylaw that if you wanted to or required to volunteer in any type of school activity. Like they had a huge every year, a big Halloween carnival, right? They have all kinds of games and ride, you know, all the shit. And so they'd hire a professional carnies to come with the rides and so forth. But then they had all kinds of other things, you know, a beer garden and where they'd say to parents, Hey, would you, you know, pour some cold ones or do this, do that. Sure. But they said at one point, I, I don't know, I guess after the whole, priest scandal you had to go and sit through a two or three hour class about child molestation before you could volunteer for any of these things and i thought wait a minute we're the parents why shouldn't the teachers be doing this yes (laughs) they're the ones the fucking priests are the ones that have been nailed for this stuff why do the parents have to go through this shit It it was really insane A guy, Christopher Rufo, senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute in regards to what's going on in school, said, quote, according to the research, the scale of sexual abuse in public schools is nearly 100 times greater than that of the Catholic Church, end quote. I could absolutely believe that. And it gets no press. No. And the Catholic Church stuff got a ton of press because, one, there was a war against religion. Yes. And here they love the liberal teachers. So this is to cover up. This is why the same reason we cover up the Biden crime family. Well, hey, you know, if you really, I mean, come on. It's it's so clear that the 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 grassroots controlling factor in American elections is teachers unions. 
period. For once upon a time, when we were kids, it was the Teamsters. They were the guys. If you couldn't get the Teamsters on your side, forget about that, that Senate race or even a presidential one. You had to be down with those cats. Now, Teachers Union is much larger, much more powerful. And if you don't kiss their ass and do what they want, you're toast. So, yeah, why wouldn't they be able to suppress whatever they want? Yeah, they can push whatever agenda they want. They know they've got the cities overall by the short hairs, and the end result is bad things for your kids. Yeah. But for anybody out there who's like, wow, I'm sure glad my kid doesn't go to Catholic school with all those pervy priests. Well, you might want to be thinking again. Yeah, no shit. You may want to be thinking again. Now, this clip you've got from AOC, I believe I saw this but did not pull this. If this was the case, uh, somebody shared this with us on Twitter. Okay that they their but you know there was somebody tweeted like not the person who sent it to us but the one that posted it was like this is me and my friend going after aoc and it was the most interesting thing if this is that clip is that you can barely hear aoc and she's got a microphone yet these guys are really loud exactly my thoughts i thought these guys are opera singers they know how to project yes she has a pa system and she's you can't hear a thing she says but those guys, wow, every word comes across pretty well. And what's really fun about it is the fact that when you listen to them speak, you realize they are, they, they probably voted for her. Yes. They're her people. And they and as they usually do, they turn, they eat their own. And that's what these dudes are doing. It's pretty funny. Or they could also be on the other side and just making yeah. the. Uh, that occurred to me. Yeah. It's sure. always hard to tell with the interwebs. Yeah. Yes. Congresswoman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Gabbard, she's left the Democratic Party because there are women who are hot. Okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a third nuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our if there's a nuclear bomb, you voted to mobilize and send money to Ukrainian Nazis. You're a coward. You're a progressive socialist. Where are you against the war mobilization? Now, does anybody <laughs> ever expect an answer in one of these? I mean, I love the ambush. I'm all for a good ambush. Sure. But you know there's no answer coming. I mean, the, of course not. You really think AOC is going to be like, yeah, you're right. But see, this is how they operate, and yes. that's why they're so fucking effective. Oh, yeah. Because all the people look at what people remember. Oh, she got she got slammed, she got sprayed with shit. She now she's down with Nazis. She wants a nuclear war. Boom. Mission accomplished, you know. And and why the hell doesn't the right operate like that? Because they take the high road. Well, maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, the high road leads you directly to Loserville. That's right. That's it, politics has gotten way beyond. Way beyond. You have to play the same game. I mean, and that's yes, correct. It's, it's very much like NASCAR in that realm in that there are drivers who race dirty, mm -hmm. who are more apt to put somebody in the wall. And it's a self-policing system Yeah, because the other drivers know that. And while they'll give the guys that race clean the benefit of the doubt, and you get a little wider berth. Well, if you're behind the guy that raced you dirty, well, you might think a little different about you know, playing the same game, you almost have to. Mm -hmm. So taking the high road in politics when the other side is doing nothing but low road, not going to lead to win. Yep. He's telling the right truth. 
You have done nothing. Tulsi Gabbard has shown guts where you've shown cowardice. I believed in you, and you became the very thing you sought to fight against. That's what you've become. You are the establishment, and you are the reason why everybody will end up in a nuclear war unless you choose to stand up right now and denounce the Democratic Party. Will you do that? <laughs> will you do it? No, you of do course it? not. Maybe that guy was on Tina Forty's payroll. Uh, maybe. <laughs> if so, hat tip to Tina. And I'm not sure people start cheering when he mentioned nuclear war. Were they for nuclear war or? Uh... I don't think so, but uh, <laughs> we're not sure of that. You're right. Um, yeah, it's very, it's a great clip. And uh, it's even more fun to see. Uh, it looked like it was in a, I wouldn't say a church basement, but some kind of a, you know, auditorium. Yeah, it looked like an auditorium right. at like a college. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it was fairly a, a large. shitty college. Well, you know, it, it it looked old, but then everything in the Bronx was is old. And that's Nothing new there. And, but if, yeah. and if AOC, if that microphone was on, you certainly could not hear her no. over these guys who they go on a little bit more here. Yes yeah. or no? Yes or no? Okay, simple. Are you going to stop nuclear war? Yes or no? There is no line because this is bullshit. None of this matters if we're all dead. None of it. You know that. See, now, you could, you know, really, if AOC wanted to, could have answered, well, no, obviously, I don't want a nuclear war, but you cut the line, so I'm not answering any more of your questions. Mm. But they never even answer anything. That's the funny part of uh, going back to Bubba, the post-race interview. The guy doing the interviewing was like, well, you know, do you think that you know, wrecking somebody at that speed is acceptable. And, you know, he, he asked a couple of questions that Bubba didn't like. And Bubba's like, stop fishing. And I'm like, see stop that fishing. Yeah. Stop, stop fishing. fishing. Well, the guy was stating the facts, wasn't he? Yes. Fuck yeah. Bubba. Yeah. Immediately after a intentional wreck, which I understand you, if you're Bubba, you have to deny because if you admit as uh, uh, somebody a, a week or two ago did, which, of course, I got mad and I, I hit, you know, I made contact I shouldn't have. The minute you admit it, you know you're getting a penalty and a much bigger one because it's the game of if you say it was accidental, NASCAR has to prove it. But the minute right. you say, well, yeah, of course I ran into that son of a bitch. Well, then, you, then you've got the, right. the penalty. So, yes, immediately after a wreck was caused, then Bubba went over. And pushed this driver multiple times and then pushed a NASCAR official. Yeah, the guy that's interviewing you isn't fishing. He's doing his job for NBC, who is covering the race, who isn't, you know, while they're in bed with NASCAR, they're also there to uh, to try to get the story of what's going on. And see, I always yeah. figure people yeah. are admitting their guilt when they're like, yeah, stop fishing for Sure. Well, how did the guy, how did the reporter respond to his accusation of fishing? Uh, basically calmly pointing out that everybody saw what happened, including, you know, the guys in the booth and all this. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a NASCAR looking at this. So, I mean, Bubba was just too angry. I mean, and they should probably, I don't know if they kicked them right out of the infield care center, if they give them some time to cool down. I don't know if there was enough time for Bubba to cool down, but I also feel bad for. Anybody in sports that's having a microphone shoved in their face a little too quickly after an incident like that, you might want to take 
an extra five minutes and and compose yourself and understand what uh, what further damage you could do by opening your mouth. Yeah. But a lot I'd of say people, that guy's never seen a microphone he doesn't like. <laughs> well, if, you know, and I get yeah. that. Yeah. I get that he's in a business that is fairly cutthroat. Mm-hmm. He's in a business that he is unique, being the only black driver out there. Which also makes this a, a very interesting little ecosystem to see how is the punishment going to be the same as they did to the white driver a few weeks ago. We'll see how that kind of pans out. Bubba with the the news thing that happened that was at the beginning of last year, I think. And people came, well, no, that's just a garage pull that somebody had fastened because it turns out right. that the noose is a very useful thing for rope for other things sure. than actually hanging humans right and that kind of stuff again this is where you get so out into the weeds that you start losing a little bit of credibility but i have no doubt that bubba wallace has had racial stuff thrown at him at some of these races we know mm-hmm. that when it comes to overall crowds the the nascar crowd may be a little more not woke <laughs> in a you know not that you should be woke in the bad way but maybe not as accepting and so i understand his road has been tough but you also need to understand that that just means more eyes are on you so any mistake you make is going to be multiplied why did richard petty cut him loose i am not sure i probably said anything about that you know it could just be non-performance it could mean there's there's so much going into this. The f- one female driver that's been in the truck series this year got a shot at running the cars, the secondary series this weekend. And there were a lot of people that were upset about that. The same people probably that don't like Bubba that are more traditionalists, right? That, well, she's just getting that shot over other more worthy drivers. You know, it's the Danica Patrick thing again that. It's because it's a woman and NASCAR wants a woman. It's like, right. Well, one, that's true because it brings in money and it brings in eyeballs, which is good for the sport. Assuming she's not the worst driver out there. And she also has a social media following, which means there's money and there's sponsors. And I believe we talked about her weeks ago because she was the one that at Daytona a couple of years ago wanted to meet Donald Trump and had to go to sensitivity training for calling somebody in a uh, I race in a, one of these computer racing things retarded and then had to go to sensitivity wow, training. Right. I, remember, I remember you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of other stuff going around. And if you're marketable, you know, being the one black driver could be great because you got, you know, something that's sure. unique. Yeah. Michael Jordan's his owner. I mean, now that you got the money. But Michael Jordan sponsors Bubba. He owns the team. Yeah, he's a part he owner. The team. Yeah, oh, that's cool. I guess Michael Jordan, I had no idea, had gone to races as a kid. His dad took him and he loved auto racing ever since he was a kid. How about that? And he's got the money. I can tell sure does. <laughs> no problem. The uh, Daytona sure this year, everybody was looking at the the watch he was wearing. It was like a $150,000 watch. <laughs> and for Michael, that's no big deal. Oh. 
I mean, that's like the, the ultimate. You know, wouldn't you sure. love just to be able to like, oh, I'm just looking through a cat. I mean, where do you first of all, do you even see a hundred and fifty thousand dollar watch in a catalog? Where do you maybe online? Yeah, Probably, I don't know where you get those, but somewhere he, he knows where to go. Yes. Sure. There's, there's a watch guy that would not talk to us that <laughs> we'll call Michael Jordan. Like, Hey, I got this watch. You want this? This is great. What about a watch? Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Jordan thinks about as Michael. long as you and I thinking, would we like a coffee in the morning of, of course, hey, yeah. give me that watch. Give me that. Give me two in case I scratch one. So, I mean, I certainly hope that, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, I have always liked Michael Jordan, even though I'm not a big Bulls fan, never watched the Bulls mm. when Michael Jordan was playing here. Much the same reason I didn't watch the Blackhawks when they went on their multiple championship winning spree here over the last decade or so. Yeah, it's because I jumped off the bandwagon back in the early 90s, and I don't like being a bandwagon jumper. I'll tell you, I, you know, you know me, I'm not a team sports guy but i saw a clip somewhere of Shaq. i don't know where the hell he was on a talk show or somewhere and he was just kind of riffing you know talking he is a really funny fucking dude i mean really funny i mean like pro comic caliber with his very dry wry sense of humor and i was belly laughing what 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 he was saying who knew i didn't know i thought he was just a basketball star he's a really funny guy he's a funny guy he's a very smart guy and he wanted he, he made a comment that he was really getting tired of going into business meetings where everybody, of course, would shake his hand. Great meeting you or everything. And then you sit down and get down to business. And he's like, all of a sudden, they're looking at my managers and my lawyers rather than me. Like they're the ones in charge. So he decided and I don't know how many years ago, how recently this was, but he decided Shaq did that he wanted to get his master's degree good for him and he did it with the university of phoenix which is overall an online online. yeah sure but he wanted to do he didn't like the online idea so he called up the university of phoenix because they do some stuff in person as well and he's like i want to uh i want to do this in person and they're like well we can't have a class you know, if it's less than 16 people, we just can't do it. So Shaq's like, okay, I'll bring 15 friends. So he paid for 15 of his friends to go get master's degrees with them. Oh, cool. It's like, now that must've been a party. That must've been a party. Really. <laughs> Who wants to go to school with me? <laughs> yeah. I don't want a master's, but I'll volunteer for that. As long as you crack wise in every class, Shaq. <laughs> uh-huh. So he seems like a very smart guy and he's a very generous guy and he's very yeah. pro Law enforcement, I saw it wasn't that long ago. There was some like frou-frou restaurant. I forget the city that it was in, but he ended up paying for a meal for all of the employees and also covered the bill of anybody who was dining currently at the establishment as long as nobody said anything until he was gone. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, pay it forward. That's. You know, he was also the one maybe we talked about here. I I think on one of the shows I talked about this, that he has a tendency to ask waiters what they think they deserve as a tip. Yes. You know, it's a, it's a great mind game. Every my, every waiter should know that. Yes. I like a million dollars. You should be prepared. <laughs> you got to be prepared. The, uh, the highest one I think he ever got was somebody said $2,000 and he did. He gave him $2,000. Oh, cool. Well, you know, contrast his thing with with buying people's meals. 
in the restaurant with that clip. I should have, I should have actually clipped that of Joey, <laughs> Joey at a taco stand in LA. Did you see that? One? No, Joey didn't oh. pick up the bill. Oh no. Here's what happened. So somebody else first have to of all, pay for the, Joey's taco. First of all, the, the contrivance of this, the, the, the phoniness of it is just, it's just, it could make a pig puke. Here's the, here's a camera. And it, it was like a badly staged, you know, not even high school, junior high school, uh, tableau, video tableau. Here's this guy behind the taco counter and Joey walks into the frame and says, hi, uh, you know, how much do I owe you for those tacos? And uh, so the kid at the counter is like, well, let me see. And he's punching the calculator. He said, well, you get a special discount, Mr. Biden, Mr. President. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, for you, $16.50. <laughs> yeah. And then Joey kind of, he looks at the camera a little bit and he says, oh, hey, listen, that's, I don't need any special discounts. Tell you what, here's 60 bucks. So next person that comes in, tell them their tabs on me. Contrast that with Shaq. He buys the whole fucking restaurant and says, make sure this happens when I'm, when I'm out the door. Yeah. Okay. There's, your, there's, there's a cool dude and there's an old asshole. The... Story that I heard that was one of the greatest along those lines was about Hoboken's own Francis Albert Sinatra. Oh, huge tipper. Yeah. Now, not only a huge tipper, but there was a story that he was eating in New York at, I believe it was Jilly's. Oh, yeah. And it just happened to be the night, whatever year that was, that Casey Stangles, they won a few of them, but Stangles Yankees won the world series and as part of their celebration they wound up all going to dinner at jilly's oh boy and there were a few that really wanted to meet sinatra and they were all very shy and they went up and just said hello but you know sinatra said his goodbyes left and at the end of the evening casey stangle's like okay we need the bill and he's like nope mr sinatra paid it wow for the New York Yankees eating and drinking, I can only imagine in today's dollars what uh, sure what that bill was. But a uh, big number, yeah. That was a class move right there. Sure. Yeah. We we need more guys like Frank. Where are those guys? Where are those guys, man? Mm-mm-mm. I don't no. know, but every time I hear Scott Labido's voice, I think of Frank. <laughs> he's got that very. I think Frank would have dug Scott. Yeah, he's got that same so. attitude. Oh, big time. Yeah. And uh, and rightfully so. Yes. Now, this one on Cop Killers, I can only imagine this will be a, a good mm-hmm. clip here. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm fucking loud, so I know you <laughs> dumb fucks in the back of the room hear me. <laughs> what room? I mean, like, I know this. It's, it's just great, but you know that's, that's Scott's. Uh, that's his mo. You know, hey, listen, boys and girls, the class is now in session. He's he's talking to a camera by himself in his studio. Um, yeah, You're like what, what room? <laughs> Wait, there are other people there. Yeah, and the beauty of Scott is it's like fuck changing hearts and minds. Let me just bitch slap you idiots. Yeah, it's yeah, great. just say it like <laughs> it is. Right, it's great. <laughs> say it like it is. So, hear me. More cops are being slaughtered than ever before. It's fucking insanely tragic that we become numb to it. Yesterday in North Carolina, a cop got shit by some little fucker. Connecticut two days ago, two cops got slaughtered. One still in a hospital, dying probably. Philadelphia, 
It's going on and on and on. What the fuck? What the fuck? Let me tell you what the fuck, dumb fucks. <laughs> it's a political season, so we're going to go down that fucking road whether you like it or not. You don't hear Republican politicians saying to defund the police or change bail reform, let the criminals get another chance. You don't hear Republican politicians telling kids and criminals that the cops are all bad. Their hands are tied. They're vulnerable and they got targets on their back. That's not Republican talk, folks. It is only and always Democratic politicians. Yes, the perp is responsible. And that little fucker yesterday or in Connecticut should be sitting in that fucking chair tomorrow. Stop. No, a society. The chair he's talking about right behind Scott. He's a very gifted artist, and he's he's a multimedia guy. You right, know, oils and canvas and sculpture, and and he, he built his own electric chair. And man, it looks it looks lethal and scary. So as he's saying that, he turns to you know behind him is this uh, pretty cool looking Sparky. All right, and it was battery about. operated too, right? Because I know it was. I think uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So what he's saying right here is exactly what the Republican lawmaker talking at one of the Trump rallies said, and that's what Whoopi called him racist. She would call Scott Lobito racist for pointing out what he just pointed out there. Sure. Which again is a non-winning argument. This is why the debate and the conversation is gone. And it's time I applaud Scott for just speaking straight and saying, well, this is the reality. Right. Most of these uh, people on the left aren't going to believe it, but it is still the reality. Connecticut should be sitting in that fucking chair tomorrow. But no, our society's too. <laughs> the blood also sits on the hands of you Democratic politicians. So, boys and girls, let's get stupid. From now on, when you see a Democratic politician, you call them what they are a fucking cop killer. Yeah. Boom. So there, you know, and that's that needs to happen more. And again, you know, people, one of the things that really pissed me off over the past year or so, and I guess it began with NASCAR, since that's kind of where we started, was this whole let's go Brandon shit. Right. That really irked me. It was funny for about nine seconds. It was funny when it happened. But then, you know, these people with this pussified high road mentality took that up as a rally cry because we're just too nice to say, fuck Joe Biden. So let's say, let's go, Brandon. All wrong. Bad idea. Well, then the conspiracy theories come out. and Oh, that's a dog whistling. We know what you're saying, you white supremacists. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But Scott is absolutely right. And this is a guy, Sean Strickland. He's a uh, MMA fighter. We had him. Yes. A clip before. And this is very much echoing just in his own language. What Scott just said. The thing about fighting, dude, these days, there's a lot of fucking pussies, especially Americans. And Americans are the biggest fucking pussies. How so? Like, I mean, how many current American champs are there? Correct. Like, you know, you look at this badass fucking Brazilian just knocked me out. Like, bro, it's like Americans are soft as fuck, dude. Too much fucking Starbucks. Life is fucking too good for you, motherfucker. Too comfortable. I'm almost like, I'm almost, I'm almost hoping Russia fucking nukes us just so our fucking nuts get a little bigger, dude. You guys are too soft. <laughs> too soft. Yeah, fucking... <laughs> I hope Russia nukes us so our He's nuts get bigger. 
He's not wrong. Well, they'll swell from the radiation, I think, sometimes. But yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And I mean, I I don't consider myself a tough guy. But um, I remember the first time I saw, I guess, is it an English or or Australian football game? These guys are out. No padding, nothing. And they're basically, it's a fight in the mud. Right. No, no helmets, not a fucking thing. Brutal. I mean, unbelievably brutal. And I thought, who the fuck? NFL, get bent. (laughs) You know, you look like parade floats out there, all padded up. These guys, those guys are scary. Those guys are tough, man. You know, the British guys or Australia, wherever the hell they were. Holy shit. It was was mind-blowing the first time I saw that. And the sad thing is, overall, they have way less head injuries because they're not morons and use their head as a weapon. Oh, is that right? Uh That's interesting. Yeah. Putting on the pads and the helmet is, uh, it's kind of like getting into a race car and thinking you're invincible because there's safety equipment. There's always a chance things can go really badly. Of course. Beta males, they're fucking man buns and shit. There's probably a couple man buns behind me. Let me see. Yeah, there's one man bun. No, well, I mean, but they all could have fucking man buns. We could have some. So you think you're like the last? Yeah, I'm the last (laughs) white trap. I'm the 90s, bro. Patrick fucking Swayze. (laughs) Ride motorcycles, dude. Fuck hot women. Like you fucking. Now you guys sell your soul for fucking pussy, you bunch of fucking beta males, you fucking dirty leftists. And- <laughs> like, no, I'm saying, like. <laughs> you bunch of dirty leftists. And it's like, here's, here's the thing. I pulled this because on YouTube, this was titled Sean Strickland's Crazy, all caps, Anti America Rant. I don't know. That's anti-America, really. I don't see. I don't take that as anti-American at all. But if you're a pussy beta male, I guess you do because you're being called out for your man bun. Yeah. And why that is maybe. I mean, I don't know if the Russian troops land. Do you want man bun out there to uh, take care of them? You know? Yeah. What's he going to offer him a soy latte? What is. uh, What's going to happen? I, I don't think anything good. No, but I mean, in their minds, I mean, they think that they're the same guys that are saying that are the ones with the technology, you know, and they're fucking pinheaded brains. Every war is fought with a, a mouse and a drone. Mm-mm. No, no, that's not it's not how it works. No, that's a lot of what you see. But when the reality yeah. comes to your front door, right, it's a bit of a different thing. Yeah. Different thing is some jarhead kicking in a door in Fallujah with a Mossberg under his arm. Way different. Yes. Oh, yeah. No question about it. And then I pulled this clip here as a, uh, you know, just kind of a, a nice fun clip to to end on with the the comment. There were some people on No Agenda Social who think that I'm an instigator, and I do not even understand. Oh yeah, that. you know, I saw. Where did that come from? I wanted to talk. <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. Um, somebody said that, like, I, and I couldn't quite understand what they meant. That, like, I've gotten more pissed off because of you and I'm, I'm at ryan's level i don't well, what school me on this what's the what's going on here i think they believe your rage level is just raising over the last few episodes and i know you've said it was because it's an hour later in the day and you're more awake that's it that's the reason and uh, i mean i know maybe with ryan it's easier that i can uh that i can enrage him quicker <laughs> it's, he's in the troll room right now he'll probably tell you yes but uh I mean, I'm, this is what the this show is all about, bringing the rage. Yeah, bring it. And sometimes 
it is done for good reasons. And sometimes it's uh, just the job to be done. I mean, that's it. That's what the show's all about. And yes. that is uh, why when I saw this clip, hadn't seen this in a while, it kind of reminded me of uh, of that. Yes, sir. I'd like to have an argument, please. Certainly, sir. <laughs> have you been here before? No, this is my first time. I see. Do you want to have uh, the full argument, or were you thinking of taking a course? Well, uh, what would be the cost? Well, yes, it's five. It's one pound for a five-minute argument, but only eight pounds for a course of ten. Hmm. Well, I think it's probably best if I start with the one and see how it goes from there. Okay. Fine. I'll see who's free at the moment. Uh, Mr. Dubake is free, but he's a little bit conciliatory. Mm. Yes, sir. <laughs> Try Mr. Barnard, room twelve. Thank you. Coming. <clears throat> Is this the right one for an argument? I've told you once. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. When? Just now. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Didn't. I didn't. I'm telling you I did. You did not. Oh, I'm sorry, is this a five-minute argument or the full half hour? Oh, oh, just the five-minute one. Fine. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I did. You most certainly did not. Now, let's get one thing quite clear. <laughs> I most definitely told you. You did not. Yes, I did. You did not. Yes, I did. Didn't. Yes, I did. Didn't. Yes, I did. No, this isn't an argument. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's just contradiction. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It is not. It is. You just contradicted me. No, I didn't. Oh, you did. No, 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 no. You did, just no, then. No, no, nonsense. Oh, look, this is futile. No, it isn't. I came here for a good argument. No, you didn't. You came here for an argument. Well, an argument's not the same as contradiction. Can be. No, it can't. An argument is a connected series of statements to establish a definite proposition. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It isn't just contradiction. <laughs> Look, if I argue with you, I must take up a contrary position. But it isn't just saying, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> Arguments are an intellectual process. Contradiction is just the automatic gainsaying of anything the other person says. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Not at all. No, no. I... Thank you. Is that... What? That's it. Good morning. I was just getting interested. Sorry, the five minutes is up. That was never five minutes just now. I'm afraid it was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not allowed to argue anymore. What? If you want me to go on arguing, you'll have to pay for another five minutes. But that was never five minutes just now. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm very sorry, but I told you I'm not allowed to argue unless you pay. Oh, all right. There you are. Thank you. Well? Well, what? That was never five minutes just now. I told you I'm not allowed to argue. I guess you paid. I just paid. No, you didn't. I did! I'm not allowed to argue about that. Well, I'm very sorry, but you didn't pay. Aha! Well, if I didn't pay, why are you arguing? Gotcha! There you have it. Is that? If you're arguing, I must have paid. Not necessarily. I could be arguing in my spare time. <laughs> Oh, I've had enough of this. There you have it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> John Cleese is... Uh, Monty Python, that was. Yes. Uh, yeah. Comic genius. That's very funny. It is it. If you want if you want the full rage, if you want the argument, you got to pay. You got to pay. That's just... That's where word. you get into value for value. Exactly. That's segue coming. You got to... <laughs> hey, it's the, you do enough of these shows, you figure out the segues, and it all just kind of works and this by is, the way he had uh, he had adam's uh, desk clerk bell i noticed ah yes the bells are very important bells are important i like just the good morning there's a and i've been trying to find the exact one there was a great skit 
about a bookstore that I remember because I worked in a bookstore and uh, it was people would come in, but the bookstore was just like a front and the whole place was filled and they would ask for a book. Do you have this? No. You know, well, what do you have? What do you have? Well, nothing. Well, what are these books here? Oh, these they're sold. Good morning. And they would just go on like it was <laughs> just the absurdity of it, which is uh, sometimes the way we feel when we look at the value for value that we have coming in here. But it is a concept we learned from Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak of the No Agenda podcast, which means we put the shows out there. You get to decide what kind of value, if any, you've gotten from the show. If you're listening right now, most likely you're getting some value. You've getting mm. some laughs. You're getting some rage. You're getting angry just listening. Whatever it is, that's value of some sort. You put a number on it. You go to planetrage.show slash donate. And there's plenty of choices there from PayPal to crypto to a P.O. box. And if you're doing the podcasting 2.0 thing, you can stream us some Satoshis. You can boost the toot. You can do all sorts of cool things. Yes. Coming in today, our one PayPal donation for our buddy, Tim Heasel, who's come in before 10 bucks. Tim. Thank you, Tim. No note. And of course, our buddy CSB is back because CSB is back. He told me he was leaving us. He said he preferred tech, uh, you know, to, to rage. Here's the thing. Bemrose and Gene, both not big fans of CSB. So Uh-oh. his uh, boostograms were kind of shot down on those other shows. And I'm like, Larry and I are friendly CSB. We are. We got a lot of rage, but we're friendly ragers. That's exactly. True. We are. We we're like are. always, if you're going to support a show, support the rage. Yes. So he did with his 15,033 sats. And his note, as always, is informative and entertaining. And starts, howdy, Darren and Larry. You Irish Americanos, your audience is invited to listen to AI.cooking podcast about artificial intelligence narrated by, oh, I bet everybody knows. It was narrated by Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent, UK. Just enter AI.cooking in your web browser and your podcast player app. And not that it is important, but my cartoons can be found at www.csb.lol. Yo, he's trying to get the double ad in. The double ad. Yeah. 15,033 sats. Well, now that there are none of the other shows, that can start building. Yes. And Jay. once once people start buying all of his NFTs and he becomes a NFT billionaire, then mm. that'll that'll drastically go up as well, I'm sure. Yes. But we like that anybody is giving us the time even to listen. We are honored. We are honored by that because uh, everybody's busy. And so to carve out some time to pop on those headphones and listen to us uh, pontificate and rage, we take that. As a as high compliment. Thank you. Yes. And we know that Joey has taken a lot of your hard earned cash. Oh, so we get why the donations are not. Although, although this week it is just coming in that, and I really wasn't paying much attention because I hate dealing with local politics, but my sister mentioned to my mom who hadn't gotten anything yet, but they checked and I looked the state of Illinois. Now tell me this isn't happening today in mid-october you know we do have an election coming up in about four weeks including for governor of illinois tell me that's not related to the fact that we're getting four hundred dollars from the government from illinois as a rebate because of you know whatever reason they're yeah. using because it's tuesday uh-huh it is fifth like fifty dollars per person 
on the income tax side and it's like 300 bucks on the property tax side but yeah why are you sending out free money right before that to me that seems like it should be illegal of course it should because that seems like bribery because uh you know people are like oh wait i like this guy this pritzker asshole he sent me money Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable yeah it's a good government they give me money they're good yeah Right, because four hundred dollars. You know, this is my mom. That's life changing. Yeah. Right. My mom went to the grocery store the other day and told me she spent for the first time in like her life. The bill was three hundred bucks for groceries. Boom. And you know, okay, so this was like for two weeks. She normally does for like one week, but starting to get colder, not wanting to go out as much. Mm-hmm. But three hundred bucks for groceries for a household of two senior citizens that don't really eat a whole lot that's insane but that's what it is so that four hundred dollars you're they're getting back like ooh, yeah. thanks oh boy but it's putin's price hikes come on yeah putin 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 that's all putin's fault yeah no but things are good in russia i mean my buddy gene over from unrelenting the show we do on fridays unrelenting.show he bought a bunch into rubles but they went way up but of course now he can't get it out so there's why not why can't he get it out it's illegal right now in the united states you can't you can't have rubles so you can't get those converted into so oh so even like on some third party uh currency exchange that so you can't you can't do rubles i'm sure you'd have to like bounce it somehow from one to another uh shit yeah that's the world we live in and for all of the stuff that they were trying to nail putin on uh somehow the economic Pain is only happening here, not in Europe. Yeah. And Europe, yes. Yeah. Remember when we were energy independent? Oh, uh, about two years ago. Oh, that's a myth. That was never, that never (laughs) happened. That's what they love to say. Oh, no. No. It's not, it's not real. We're we're all imagining things. You imagined that. And those, when you were paying, you know, two and a quarter a gallon, you imagined that. Uh huh. Now you just walk everywhere. It's fine. Yeah. And you can have your your uh, electric vehicle. Mm. Just don't get it in salt water. Don't get it wet. <laughs> don't, right. <laughs> don't, right. Don't even drive it in the rain just to be safe. Yeah. You don't want to drive it because I'm kind of curious. I mean, I get it. And being submerged in salt water is bad. But I want to know what the equivalent of a Chicago winter is. I mean, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but they treat the streets with. Uh, sure. You know, is connect do the same thing? We're going to find out. Going to find out. And also, isn't it that electric cars perform terribly in in sub-zero temperatures, right? They do not. Sub-zero and electric vehicles are not good together. No. So so that's why they're perfect for Southern California. Right. I'll bet you, I would bet, I'd like to look at sales figures, but I would, I would venture to guess that north of a third of all Tesla sales are in California. Well, I saw the stock for the Tesla stock was down like 50%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But don't worry. He'll be buying uh, Twitter soon. And uh, I saw Parler. I saw Parler. Kanye, Kanye wants to. Yeah. Excuse me. Ye wants to buy Yee. Parler. Yeah. Uh-huh. It'll be interesting. We can have uh, we can have Elon with Twitter. We can have Ye with Parler and whatever's left of Trump's uh, Truth Social. There you go. But that is, a, that is a, to be fair, that's a big shift than it was 
a year ago if elon actually takes over twitter it'll be interesting to see it will be if that has it, well, any change say, on the psychosis of this country yes when he w- when it looked like that deal was going to be consummated mysteriously my twitter engagement skyrocketed suddenly i was getting all kinds of likes and retweets as never before and then when it looked like it tanked again i was throttled down and people got afraid again like oh no we can't yeah we can't like this guy's post because he's one of them they're gonna silence him right not good not Mm -hmm. good so do we know what we've got coming up i have no idea on random thoughts as i rarely do except that i've got to go back to the dentist tomorrow and hopefully then we'll no longer be biting the side of my mouth. But is there anything in particular on that Larry show this week or is it they have to the real? Show well, first, everybody should should check out the previous Darren O'Neill random thought show with uh, where he covered a lot of great ground from Tulsi to Megan Kelly and Tiffany Cross. They're a little dust up. There was some rage. Just Cretan. Huh? There was some rage going on in that. Some show. rage. Some good. <laughs> Darren was cranked up good. And it wasn't I had nothing to do with it. So see. So there. Um, and same thing with uh, with my show. My show was entitled um, um, Biden, the most dangerous man in the world. And I peeled away the deep base secret that's truly what drives him, what makes him the asshole that he is. You'll have to listen to the episode to find out. Yeah, you want to do that right now. That Larry show dot com. So there and random thoughts spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts dot com. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be all caught up by the time we get here next week on Monday right. to do another one of these shows at noon central. Join us live. If you can yes. just go to no agenda stream.com or if you know how to get on the stream in your favorite audio app or podcast app, feel free to do that. You can do that in the podcasting 2.0 app. And if you've got one, you'll even get a signal once the show goes live. We hope you can join us, get in the troll room, have all sorts of fun with that said. Until next time, just, uh, you know, don't get near Joey. Hang loose. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. So there.